Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is Dr. Ivan Meisner, founder of BNI. Hey, this is Ryan Stuman, best-selling author of Elevator to the Top. Hey, it's Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour. And if you want to learn how to network effectively, if you want to go to the top, and if you want to learn to become profitably unemployable, you should be listening to Build Your Network. Build Your Network. Build Your Network. With my good friend, Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Welcome to part five in the series, Top Networking Tips. Today, we are featuring Chris Gillibo, seven-figure expert blogger, podcaster, and best-selling author who traveled to every country in the world before age 35. Ryan Stuman, aka The Hardcore Closer, genius online marketer who went from broke and just out of prison to an eight-figure business in just seven years. And Michael O'Neill, expert interviewer and podcaster who is the host of the Solopreneur Hour. Once again, three expert networkers all in one place. Please, please, please join many others and be sure to screenshot this episode and upload it to your Instagram story. Tag me, tag Chris Gillibo or at 193 countries, or, and then tag Ryan Stuman at Hardcore Closer and Michael O'Neill at Solo Hour. And I'll be sure to head over there and reply to each and every single one of those messages. But before we get into that, my current mastermind is sadly coming to an end. And although I am really sad about that, I'm also super happy to announce the beginning of the new mastermind, which I'm absolutely, absolutely stoked for. This one is going to be a game changer. But 
That's all I can say for now. Keep your eyes peeled for more info very, very soon. In the meantime, enjoy Top Networking Tips Part 5 with Chris Gillibo, Ryan Stuman, and Michael O'Neill. Tell us about a time in your life, specifically, Chris, when a connection led you to a moment of success. Yeah, I feel like, you know, every week I have those different connections in different ways. I feel like this conversation is great because I'm going to get to know some other folks and hopefully, you know, maybe one thing I say out of, out of the 20 minutes is helpful to some of the people who listen just off the top of my head. So we're talking about podcasting. Like I started the podcast on January 1. Gretchen Rubin is a good friend of mine. She's also an author. She has a book out called The Four Tendencies. I've been friends with her for years, but last year I was thinking about doing this podcast and I was going to just do it on my own. But she approached me and said, like, I'm doing this project called The Onward Project with Panoply, which is a podcast network. Would you like to be part of it? And that kind of led me to lots of conversations with them. I know nothing about the technical side of audio production. I didn't really want to learn about it. I know that's not my strength or my skill set. So it was really great to actually kind of link up with them. And they take care of all that stuff. Like we have an advertising model. They take care of all that. And it's just a great partnership. I think if I was doing it on my own, like it'd be far less successful. So I'm really glad that that she asked me to do that. being so important with who you know being such a crucial aspect of your professional life, why do you think, Chris, that so many people fail at doing it, at getting out and building their network? I think people are afraid or intimidated or scared. I mean, I certainly was and still am in some ways. I'm a, I'm a tremendous introvert and I'd like to spend most of my time by myself. And so I think like, you know, the idea of going to traditional networking events or the, the idea of networking, you know, obviously that's it's a concept that people have some, uh, you know, trepidation over, right? And so I think, you know, for me, what, what helped a great deal in kind of like overcoming that or maybe just reframing that is a better word is just realizing that, you know, there are lots of people out there who are potentially interested in what I have to offer or say or do. And it's just a question of finding those right people. So it's not necessarily about being a door to door salesman, you know, and like trying to talk to every person at everything or whatever, but understanding like, you know, there, there are the right people out there. And so for me, when I started doing meetups, like not to get too off, off track here, but when I started doing meetups the first year of my blog, that changed a lot of stuff for me too, because I got, I would go from just like writing these posts and there's a screen and it's all virtual and that's fine. But then I would do a meetup in Portland, Oregon or New York or wherever I was, people would come out and then all of a sudden I'd have this link between what I was doing and then how people were kind of receiving it or responding or interacting with it. And it it made me think differently about everything I made after that. One thing that I have really noticed a lot, and I'm sure that you have too, Chris, is that most people, when they do try to network or connect with others or build relationships, they do it in a really, like you were saying, like door-to-door salesy kind of way. Mm-hmm. I'm a door-to-door salesman at heart, so so I'm not <laughs> I'm not bashing that at all. But I'm, it's got to have its place, you know. And so when you're at some of these events, you have these people just come up and throw a thousand business cards in your face, and then run over to the next person and do the same thing. I'm sure you've experienced that times a thousand at, at all the different events and stuff that you've been a part of. What is a really practical way that we can avoid being that person when we're at one of those events? What's a way that we can try to give more value to people than we? ask of them? I mean, a practical way would be to ask questions. A practical way would be to ask questions of another person, show interest in what they're doing. You know, oh, you have a podcast. Like, Travis, why did you start your podcast? What was your goal with that? Like, who influenced you in that? Like, what have you learned through that? And by doing that, I feel like it's not like a psychological trick. Like, you're genuinely interested in that. I feel like you can learn through that, but you're also kind of showing respect and and homage and like, you know, I'm not just here to get something from you. And I feel like that that actually builds a real relationship. And, And over time, like if you have real relationships, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And that's, and I ask for help and I'm not offended when people ask me for help. But as you said, like there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. 
we are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And I love having introverts on the show a lot, Chris, because it shows people out there that you don't have to be, you know, the guy in the group that everybody always looks at because he's always talking to have a good inner circle because you're an extremely well-connected individual. And for you to come on and be like, I'm, I'm definitely an introvert. I'd rather be by myself most of the time. Yep. For any introverts sitting out there listening to this, what would be a piece of advice that you have for them? Well, so for introverts who are self-aware, you probably understand that, you know, it doesn't mean you don't have social skills or you can't acquire those skills or you can't present in a different way. It just means that essentially like you, you derive your energy or you recharge, you know, by being by yourself versus by being by others. So I think you're just kind of aware of that for me. So I'll give you two things. Like one for me, like I travel a lot of doing these big book tours, have a great community. Pretty much everywhere I go, someone's like, dude, you want to come and like crash on my couch? And like, I don't do that because I, like, I need some space in my time, some time to myself. So I always have like, I've go and do the event and I'll be be like hundred percent in for that. But then I need to like retreat and be by myself. So, you know, maybe you're not doing a book tour or whatever, but there's a similar situation, like make sure you plan the time for yourself and then like your time that you're going to, you know, be on or whatever. And then the second thing, which is probably more, you know, broadly applicable, just understand that as you begin to enter this world, whatever world it is where you're trying to build your network, you know, like Travis talks about, you understand that a lot of people are going to be for you. Like there's not a lot of people that are against you. Like as you kind of go into this, there might be some people who don't care, but you know, there's also going to be people who are like actually, you know, inclined to support you, inclined to get behind your vision. So again, for me, when I started doing those meetups, that was key for that as well, because I was nervous about that. But then I saw like all these awesome people are here. They actually are invested in this. 
you know, this, this is actually really positive. So I began to look forward to it as opposed to kind of dreading it or being worried about it. Play to your strengths. I love that you brought that up because I'm kind of a situational extrovert. So I find that most of the time I would rather be by myself, but if, if I'm in a situation where you're supposed to be extroverted, I can make myself get out and go talk to people. So what I've realized about myself recently is I've been in a couple big conferences where there's, you know, a thousand or 2000 people and everybody's out talking to themselves. And I'm just walking around and I would rather just sit on the couch by myself and get on my phone and catch up on things. I don't want to go out and talk to people. Interesting. Well, it sounds to me like you actually are an introvert then. That, that sounds like a description of an introvert because what you describe is like being able to, you know, talk to people or to do it. That, that like I said, it's a social skill. You know, that's something you can learn. But, it, but you know, introvert, extrovert, that's a kind of an ingrained personality trait. It doesn't really change over time. So your preference, you know, is to do that. But anyway, go ahead. More introverted. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. so I, I like that you said that because that's who I am. I'm not the guy that to go out and which is really ironic that I run a podcast on networking. And sure, uh, sure. That's, it's not something that comes supernaturally to me or whatever. That's why it's interesting. That's why it's valuable, I think. But go on. Right, right, right. And that's what I loved about what you just said, because I feel like sometimes we feel that we have to go do those things. And don't get me wrong, sometimes doing things outside of your comfort zone is is fantastic because that's where a lot of the best things in life happen is when you're outside of your comfort zone. It's good to, to do that sometimes, but also play to your strengths. If you're an introvert, if you're that kind of a person, just realize that and maybe spend more money on closed mastermind rather than a giant a conference of 2,500 people. Maybe go to an event that has 20 people or 10 people or 15 people where you can sit down to, with two or three others and get to know them throughout the conference because that to me feels way more natural than going up to like 50, 75, 100 people at an event and talking to them for five minutes and moving on like speed dating, you know, like, so I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that that's really important that you need to play to your strengths. So get out of your comfort zone and experience other things, but ultimately play to what you're naturally, naturally good at. So... Tell us about a time in your life specifically, Ryan, when a connection led to a moment of success for you. Well, I mean, just thinking of Michael Reese and Jay Kinder were some guys that I did loans for. And we went out. I got some tickets to Joe Rogan three or four months ago, like his stand-up comedy act. Mm -hmm. And I hit up Mike and Jay to mine. And so I hit them up and said, hey, you guys want to go out to these Joe Rogan? I got these four tickets. We can go. And they said, hey, yeah, I've got a guy, David Goggins. This, So yeah, I know who that is. And they're like, he wants to go with us too. And so inviting them and being their friends, you know, I got to meet David. And David, I just picked him up Sunday from the airport and we're in talk some pretty cool stuff together. And nothing's finalized yet, but you don't call me the closer for nothing. You know, I'm sure that I'll make it happen. And, and that's a time when like some friends, somebody that I've done business with and some friends introduced me to somebody else just by accident. So it's not even like they were saying, you know, here's a referral for somebody that you can do some life changing stuff with. They're just like, Hey man, do you mind if this really cool guy that was a Navy SEAL for 16 years rolls with us? So, I mean, that's one recent example that I can think that's huge. You know, I, like I said, I got to go pick him up from the airport and have some private time with him on Sunday. And he's an amazing dude. You know, I don't know if you know who he is, but he's an amazing guy. He was a SEAL for 16 years. He's he holds the record for the fastest person to run a hundred miles. He's like, wow. he holds the record for doing like 4,600 chin ups in a day or something like that. Like he's a machine a and you know, being able to be friends with somebody who's obviously killed a lot of people. I mean, he was a Navy SEAL for 16 years and he's one of the deadliest dudes on the planet because he just don't stop. I mean, he can run a hundred miles. I mean, that is like unheard of. Right. And that was like probably one of the coolest connections ever. And today, right before, we started doing this. I was on the phone with Ken Shamrock that came as a connection from somebody else. And he's a really cool guy. You know, I grew up watching him on TV fight and stuff like that. And then talking to him on the phone today through a mutual friend, I think we're going to be able to do some really cool stuff together too. He's got a, a really cool chin up bar 
that they're selling. It's like a total gym type of thing. But anyway, mm-hmm. so like connections that allowed me to meet a lot of celebrities over the years. How much of your networking have you attributed to podcasting in the last few years? I mean, all of it. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Without the show, I wouldn't have had even a reason to go to some of these conferences or anything. Although I will say that when I was behind the scenes, I did go to New Media Expo and that's where I really connected with Pat Flynn. And Pat's really been a linchpin for a lot of this stuff. Pat and John have been, I think John from an opportunity standpoint, you know, John will be like, dude, I'm too busy. Do you want to do this? Or, hey, I'm doing this speaking gig. I want you to come because I want to hang out. And so I end up doing cool stuff because John just wants to hang out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like that's how we did a creative live in San Francisco. And he was like, yo, man, you want to come do this? I got the whole day. I don't want to do the whole day. Can you come and do an hour on interviewing or whatever? I was like, yeah. So that's the kind of thing that happens with John. And then Pat with just just kind of being around him and being able to ask. And I think this is probably one of the big tips is if you know somebody, you got to ask them who they know and ask them if there's, you know, do you know anybody else that I should connect with or whatever? So important. It's, yeah. it's huge. And I don't know, that's to me, I wouldn't have had the reason for it if it weren't for the show. And I think once you become, my reputation now as a podcaster is that I'm like this interview dude. That's like the thing that I'm known for is doing these good interviews. Mm -hmm. So that's been my platform that I've spoken on over the last really about year or so. And then I think that's going to end. I have two more speaking gigs this year that I'm going to talk about that. And then I think I'm going to kind of retire that. Okay. And then 2018, I'm going to talk a little bit more about automation and how you can crank your business on that. So if you want, I have seven quick things I can bang on to help you network better at a conference. Is that good? Let's do it. The thing that I feel it maybe is the most important is that sometimes the speakers are crappy at conferences. And, you know, if all of your success is hinging on what they say to the crowd, you will possibly be let down on every single conference you go to. So to me, I always felt like if I could walk away from a show with two or three things that were like kind of game changers for my business or something that really inspired me, then I feel like it was successful. So I sort of reverse engineered it and said, all right, how do I ensure that I can get those two or three things? Like, how can I make that happen? So what I came up with was if you walk into every single conference with two pressing questions you have about your business, like real tactical problems. What are people using to grow their Instagram or are Instagram ads working right now for growth? What mailing list software are you using? How much nurture campaign do you do? Whatever it is you have in your business that you feel like you're struggling with right now, Mm -hmm. like real, actual, tangible things. And you weave those two questions into the 40 or 50 conversations you're going to have over the course of a weekend. You're going to get 18 similar answers of that 40. You're going to, all right, that's the best practice. That's what I'm going to do. And you're going to walk away with those two answers to those most pressing questions in your business. So that's number one. Number two, this is going to require a little bit of effort beforehand. My buddy Clay Bear has this thing he calls the six word intro. And the best way to templatize this is when someone says, hey, what do you do? If you can say, I help blank do blank in a really, really succinct way. And sometimes this takes hours and hours and sometimes days and sometimes weeks and sometimes months to get these six words right. Hmm. Because what you're effectively doing is you're creating your brand. Like I can say right now, I help other unemployable people like myself learn to take their hobbies and skill sets and make them into a business. Hmm. And I can do that. I can say it over and then 
you know, the natural thing is, well, how do you do that? Well, I have it and then I can go into, because I don't have permission to tell my story yet or throw my business card in their face. And that's right. what a lot of people do. That's what a lot so, of people do. <laughs> yeah. So I help blank do blank. You have to be able to answer that with every person you talk to. Yeah, and, and real quick too, let me throw this in there. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, has a really good test to see if that one phrase is good enough and he calls it the eyebrow test. So if you say that your one phrase and the person kind of scrunches their eyebrows together mm. and maybe it doesn't make much sense but if they kind of raise their eyebrows then they're probably going to follow it up with that question which is how do you do that and then it right. allows you to go into that conversation but i just want to throw that in there go ahead that's great i love that and i mean we're talking about sales at this point that's what we're talking about mm -hmm. it, and if that question is portable and you can say it on a date or you can say it at a business meeting or whatever and you get some sort of the same like oh that's interesting then you know you got it right number three and this is, you know, I'm such a stickler about intros anyway, but I was sitting across the table from someone at a conference last year and my buddy was sitting next to that someone, but my buddy knew the guy I was trying to meet. So instead of just me going, hey, because again, think about how awkward this is. And this is why I said to you what I said earlier about the Conference Topia link. Yeah. Think about being live and then you have to yourself, you go, hey, I'm Travis. And then you have to start reading down your resume versus somebody else introducing you going, Hey, this is my buddy, Travis. He's got this great podcast and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't it feel way different when oh, somebody yeah. else does it? Edification. Right? Yeah, definitely. But it also feels way better for the person being introduced that they don't have to go through. All right, well, I do this and this and this and this, and here's how you can find it. Right. right? And here's how so awesome I am. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because we want people to know that we've got our together and we're doing some stuff, but we don't want to have to brag about it. Right. And so that's why as a, a host of the podcast. That's why I always plug my guests because I don't want them to feel like they have to do it themselves. I never want to hear the, how can people find you? You know what I mean? Like if I feel like I did that, then I didn't do my job well enough because I should have been telling people how they could find them the whole time. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. part of the thing that we've adopted into this kind of entrepreneurial podcast world that we've completely ignored the rules of real broadcast journalism. And that's why I try to bring that stuff into this world. But when you're at an event, it's really cool to have an intro buddy where if you and I were, we chat and say, hey, you know what, let's go meet some people together. And then we start introducing each other. Hey, what's going on? This is my buddy, Travis. He's got this great podcast, blah, 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 blah. And, he's, and you're like, oh, this is my buddy, Mike, blah, blah, blah. What's, what's your story? And then, you know what I mean? Because it feels way different when you do that. And you yeah. can cover way more ground and connect with way more people that way. So get an that. intro yeah. buddy. If you are shy, if you're a shy person, and this happens a lot at conferences where you're in these big rooms full of people, you don't know what to say to anybody, you have no idea how to structure anything, there's a thing called the FORM method, F-O-R-M, which stands for Family Occupation Recreation Motivation, F-O-R-M. And so if you think about that as you're going through I'd be like, hey, Travis, what's going on? You know, what do you live here? And you'd be like, oh, you know, whatever. And they, okay, is your family all around here? You, you came from here? Oh, no, my, you know, grandparents are in, you know, blah, blah, blah. My parents are here, you know, whatever. Great. And then, so what are you doing? What are you doing these days for work? And that kind of thing. It's a boring question, but it's sometimes we have to small talk. Mm -hmm. So I do this and this and this. Great. And then you live here and, you know, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing here? Do you race cars? Do you skydive? Do you, what are you doing with your life? And now, oh, cool, talk about that. And then what made you get into what you're doing now? So that's the methodology. That's the motivation behind why they're doing what they're doing. It takes five connecting points to establish rapport. So what we're doing is we're just kind of fishing for connecting points with those questions, but you do it in a smooth way. And if you have a framework to work within, you can blend those very seamlessly together and they don't have to go in that order and blah, blah, blah. But at least 
least it gives you something to start with. Right. Does that make sense? Right. That's so important because so many people just, they just don't know what to say next. It's always they like an awkward introduction and then just silence. <laughs> and it just yeah. makes for such an awkward encounter with this individual. And then you never know when to walk away and when it's okay to just leave because you yeah. didn't really have a conversation to begin with. And Right. Yeah, well, you're all that. sort of looking that. into the distance going, hmm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's really great. I love being persons. I love being a human sometimes. Number five is magic happens at the bar. So one thing I tell people at these conferences, I have friends that are like, hey, I'm getting a little tired. I'm going to hit the bed early tonight. I'm like, are you crazy? You spent $1,200 on a ticket. You spent $1,000 on your hotel room. You spent another 500 bucks on food. So you're in for like three grand for this weekend. And you're going to go to bed at eight o'clock when almost all of the successful networking and business deals are going to get done at midnight tonight at the bar. Mm. Are you crazy? So it's like there's nobody that is going to feel like a million dollars on Sunday of a conference. Everyone's on super limited sleep. Everyone's a little hungover. Everyone's. But it's what it is. You burn it at both ends for three days. You get as you squeeze as much as you can out of this event and then you recover when you get home. That's just how it is. Yeah. Go do a cleanse next week. It's fine. (laughs) But this is, you know, the deals are made on the golf course back in the 60s. And these days the deals happen at the bar. So if you can, I can tell you unequivocally that most of the people I know that are speakers and things like that, we all end up at the bar at some point. Mm -hmm. And that's where the magic happens. So number six is body language. So if like, say you and I are chatting. And then we can sort of sense that somebody's over our shoulder or, you know, kind of beside us. Yeah. There's a lot of places you can connect with people and have really intimate, deep conversations. A conference is not one of them. You can't assume that, especially if you were one of the speakers or you're out there, you know, in public, you're in the lobby of the bar or whatever, it's not going to happen. So when someone's hovering, open your body up so that you create a triangle and invite them into the conversation. Let them know what you guys were talking about. It goes so much further than you realize. And then finally, I always schedule a calendar event, usually four or five days after the actual event. So I set myself like, I'll say one o'clock in the afternoon, follow up from, you know, I just went to Rocky Mountain Audio Festival this weekend. So today, At like two o'clock, I have my follow-up. So I'm going to sit down, look at all the business cards I got, start responding to people that I talk to. I was giving them enough time to get home and, you know, settle in again into their work week. But I want to check with them so they still remember me. So that, you know, they say the fortune's in the follow-up. Yeah, right. And in my case, I'm trying to get a second sponsor for the Beginner Audio File Show. So I want to definitely follow up with them. I want them to still feel the energy that we had when we were talking and try to get something on the calendar where we have a conversation and that kind of thing. So those are my quick seven tips on how to conference better. But Conference Topia has a lot more. And it's I was going to say, yeah, deeper dive into the course, just head to conferencetopia.com and Michael will go over all of everything we just heard and go a lot deeper with you. Totally, totally free. Please go check it yeah. out if you're trying to take your conference networking to the next level. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You may have heard me in the intro give you a little bit of a taste of the new mastermind that I have coming up. I can't yet reveal some of the awesome stuff that's going to be a part of that mastermind. But if it's something that you are interested in, please feel free to shoot me an email over to Travis at buildyournetwork.co and I would love to chat with you about it. Have a fantastic rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. When you need- 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.